0: Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the Efficiency Bee Podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on all the right things to enjoy our bold, balanced, and blessed lives. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. I'm on a mission to redefine feminism, and dare I say, end it. You've heard of a busy bee, a honeybee, a queen bee, this is Efficiency Bee. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Melissa Leone, your host of the Efficiency Bee podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. I am on episode number two. So excited. And have some ideas of things I would like to share with you today. Um, First, top of mind, I have to say... Making this podcast is so fun, so fun. If you have been thinking about doing this, or writing a blog, or you know, doing something that's creative and a little scary, um, do it. I'm I'm so proud of myself for doing this, and truth be told. I have not shared this with anybody yet, Um, but I plan to very soon. I just wanted to get a couple recordings out, um, you know, and, and have some content available before I shared it with the broader world. So you're listening to this probably a week after I recorded it, but I just wanted to encourage you. If you need that push, that nudge today, something you've been thinking about that is in your creative space and you need the courage to do it. I'm hoping this helps. And if you need a sounding board, I would love to listen. You can always, always, always email me. I will be the one to respond to you. E B, as in efficiency bitch, at twocentsconsulting.com. So, two cents, it's T W O S E N S E. And I'll tell you about that in another episode. But two cents consulting is my side business, my passion. Um, It's, you know, EB podcast and my efficiency bitch book are my creative and my two cents consulting is a virtual CFO business that my very good friend and I created and um, we offer like accounting finance solutions to small businesses. So that's the com I'm going to have her on an episode soon and we'll talk a little bit about how that came to be and, and kind of some of the things that we love to do for small businesses. But besides the point, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you knew who I was and how to get me. Um, let's see. One of the things I have on my mind today is the word bitch, the word bitch. What does that mean to you? So if you have a friend who doesn't speak English as their first language, Ask them about the word bitch (laughs) and how hard was the word bitch to understand, right? Um, If you look up the word bitch in the dictionary, technically means female dog. Weird. And then if you use the word bitch to a woman, you could be empowering her and calling her powerful. You could be insulting her and calling her aggressive or nasty or... I don't know the other words that go along with that um and if you're talking to a man you could be insulting him saying that he's cowardice or weak what a weird freaking word you guys and then there's like all these weird idioms that go along with it like flip a bitch u-turn what (laughs) resting bitch face that's one of my favorites I have that one mastered um Although my sister-in-law, Megan, probably has a a better RBF than I do. Um, But (laughs) the resting bitch face, right? Like, I look serious. I look angry even if I'm not when I'm just resting. It's true. I do. Um, Weird ones. Uh, Bitch slap. What does that even mean? I think it means, like, to slap someone across the face with an open hand. I think that's what that means, and then you can use bitch like in bitching, like that's cool. Or I could tell you to stop bitching about it, and it's an adjective. Like what a bizarre word. And and there's so many different like emotional pieces that that people find when when talking about the word bitch. Um, so you know when I when I decided that I was going to write my book and name it Efficiency Bitch. I ha- I really had to think, um, you know, I have three kids. I have a six-year-old son. I have an eight-year-old daughter and I have a 10-year-old daughter. And particularly when it came to my girls, I, I really had to think about that word and them seeing me publish something with that word on it and wear it on a t-shirt. Cause I do have t-shirts y'all. Um, of course I do. <laughs> um, but you know, I had to really think about what that meant and and what did I want them to say. You know, my mom like hates t-shirts that have labels on them, you know, that say like juicy and weird stuff like that. She just thinks like it's the weirdest thing to label yourself. And and I don't disagree in some cases. And I really had to think about, am I labeling myself a bitch? And, and if so, what do I want that word to mean to me? So I started doing research, and I wanted to share with you a little bit of the history of the word bitch, um, particularly in the United States, right? So as I mentioned earlier, the, the official definition, if you look it up in a dictionary, of a bitch is a female dog. So back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, women did not have the right to vote. They also did not have the right to own property. Um, even if their husband died, the property did not go to them. So women were starting to ask for that right. And, and you know, after after some of the governmental changes that came forward, you know, they wanted to come forward with a new way of of. Incorporating everybody together, both men and women, and so a group of women had tea one morning and um, started coming with this up with this idea, and that turned into a revolution, um, women's suffrage, and you know they started protesting, asking for the right to vote. Um, It was peaceful protest, very different than what we would see today, but it turned into different different types of movements in order to get women the right to vote, and. A journalist at the time wrote in a newspaper that Susan B. Anthony was acting as if she was a bitch in heat and to not mind her any attention that this too shall pass, right? Like like a menstrual cycle passes, basically was what he was saying. And he called her that because a female dog, when in heat, is aggressive because she biologically wants to be impregnated. And so he was referring to that action, that aggressive behavior. And through that time period, the use of the word bitch in journalism doubled. And they started using it more and more uh, to describe these aggressive women. Now, depending upon which side of the table you sit at, aggressive in a good way or aggressive in a bad way, right? If you didn't want to see this change in the nation, you would use it as aggressive in a negative way. But if you were for this change, it was positive. So interesting perspective, I think, on on the way that that word was created. You know, and then if you look forward into the the history of the word, it really started to take shape again during the second feminist movement in the in the fifties and sixties, um, into the seventies a bit too, when women were wanting the right to work and, and, and work without discrimination and to be things other than nurses or teachers, because at the time you were a housewife, a nurse, or a teacher and, and women were wanting to do more. So, um, a book was written called the bitch manifesto. You know, there was some more, um, that's when the bra burning started in the seventies and it was very much like a stand up. Fight, be powerful. This was the time in history when women stopped wearing skirts and dresses and really started to go more into shorts and pants, and were able to play sports. You know, organized sports at school or on teams that wasn't just tennis, um, and really do some more things. So the word "bitch" really started to take shape again during that era, and and more often than not, it was used as a powerful word, but there were still people who chose to use it as a negative. And then in the 90s, it became part of hip-hop culture. Um, it was it was definitely starting to be used more as an insult against men who were weak, acting like a bitch, basically just replacing the word bitch for female. Um, and then still used a bit talking about women, but not necessarily in a negative way. So you would hear the word bitch referred often also as acting as a female not as a a bad female or an aggressive female in a negative context. And there's been a lot of different artists who have, you know, reappropriated the word bitch um Rihanna had a song with Beyonce on it called Bad Bitch. There's a number of other ones, like Missy Elliott had some, and and a number of different songs that have used that word. My favorite is I'm a Bitch, I'm a Lover. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the artist at the moment, but I it's on the tip of my tongue, and I'll think of it later. Um, totally one of my favorites of the 90s. I can still remember every single word of it, and if it wasn't copyrighted, it would totally be the theme song to my podcast. Um so just really interesting stuff to think about, right? And and what does the word bitch mean? And and I explained all of that to my to my kids. Um they know that it is, quote, a swear word, so not to say it at school, but that it does have double meaning. Um it's on TV like all the time. It's um all the time. I watch friends like I'm addicted to Friends, the TV show, right? Because I, well, I grew up in the '90s, um, but they talk, they say the word bitch constantly back then. Even even then, um, in the mid '90s, early 2000s, it was it was definitely popular on on television. So interesting evolution of the word bitch. I used the word bitch one time towards my mother. Um, which is actually how the title "Efficiency Bitch" came to be, and I can promise you, I wasn't using it in a nice way. <laughs> um, it was—I was 18 years old, and I left home for the first time. I went away to school. I went to Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, and I came home, and my parents were getting ready for a party. I have no idea what the party was for. It was probably for football. We were huge were, still are, huge U of A Wildcat uh, fans, and they liked to throw parties. They still do. And we were getting ready for a party, and I remember very vividly, you know, what stage we were in the party planning process. My mom raised three kids. She and my dad both had full-time careers. I can't believe I just said that. My mom and my dad raised three kids. My mom didn't do it by herself. Okay. So... Um, My parents raised three children. They both had big-time careers. So they were busy people, and they did a lot of stuff, and they managed it all. Um, And so parties were no different. There was, like, a process and an order, definitely driven by my mother. And I was standing in the kitchen, and I was in her way. And I think I had messed up some food that she was organizing, you know, to put out. And I made the comment. She got mad at me. And I said, yeah, you don't have to be an efficiency bitch. And it was like daggers, right? Like that mom look of, oh, I'm going to get you. But then the party was about to start. So it didn't. (laughs) She didn't get me. Um, I had to like suffer in silence for the next couple hours, maybe even a couple days, waiting for the punishment. And the punishment never came. She found humor in the term. I think maybe even pride in the term. Um, And so then it, it became a term of endearment between us. And she started to notice the, quote, EB in me, and we teased each other for years about how efficient we both were. Uh, my sister also became an EB, so we have EB1, 2, and 3, and we still call each other that 20-plus years later. You know, especially when my sister and I were getting married. <laughs> we were both, like, EB and out big time. I'm still major EB... Um, I do things. I think far in advance so that things are easier later, um, and I like to be organized and I like to keep things in in line. So that's kind of the the gist of of how the E. B. story came to be. It's it's a really important story in my life um, because it was a big part of my identity as a as a young person, but it's also something that my mom and my sister and I have completely bonded over. Um, I think my brother's an EB too, but I don't think he'd call himself that. (laughs) Um, I hope men know that they too can be EBs, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons that the, the podcast and, and the symbol, the logo is a B, um, for other reasons that I mentioned on my last episode, but but bees are hard workers. They, they get stuff done. They stick together. You know, they colonize. Uh, they, they take care of one another. And they get it all all done. So that's, I hope, I really, really hope, you guys, that the word bitch fades. Um, and, and it just stays forward as an efficiency bee. And that we collectively see the value in working together as a team, working together as a hive. And and continuing the EB movement, both for men and for women, it's definitely something that that I plan to do um, in this podcast. So last night I was I was thinking about all the people that I wanted to ask to be kind of my first guests on the show, and I have a short list that were like amazing people in my life. There's so many awesome people in my life. I'm so blessed, but there's a few that I was like, oh, they definitely need to to be here and talk to me. Um, But then I had this wild idea that I was going to find other business owners with the name bee, honeybees, queen bees, busy bees, and reach out to them and have several business owners um, who are also hive lovers uh, to join in on the conversation. And what an amazing group of people I met. I can't even tell you. I blind DM'd on Instagram like six or seven different Businesses with the name Bee in it. One was Honeybee. One was a Queen Bee. I think two or three were a Queen Bee. And I just had like the coolest conversations with these people um, over the last, you know, couple hours. So I'm really, really excited to have them on the show. Random people that I just pulled out of a hat, basically. But wow, it's amazing how many cool people there are in this world. So as as you start to listen more, um, if you want to be on the show, I would love to hear from you. Uh, as I said at the beginning, my email address is eb at twosenseconsulting.com. I'll leave it in the show notes. It's on the description of the podcast, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear from your ideas. I want to encourage you, and I will, um, I will do everything I can to give you the support that, that you need in your next endeavor. Well, guys, that's it for today. I hope that you will have a wonderful afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Well, guys, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Keep spreading that EB love and remember to find me on Facebook at Efficiency Bee. Until we meet again, be bold, be balanced, and stay blessed. See ya.